Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give Fine Dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. Appreciate you listening to these old episodes of High and Mighty, especially these Action Boys ones. But did you know? Dot, dot, dot. We're doing episodes of this. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. us, the Action Boys. We're here making Gabriel sweat for it a little bit, as yeah. usual. And you would know this if you listen to our weekly Action Boys episodes that are now on Patreon. Yeah, we answered the bell, and we're mm. doing weekly episodes of this same old shit. And you guys got to come visit us over There's there on Patreon. There's a lot Patreon. you're missing out. Do you want to know what kind of trivia we've overheard at the gym? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. better fucking get on Patreon, my friend. Do you want to hear Charles Bronson impressions, Steven Seagal impressions, and for some reason, three different types of Trump impressions? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you... Uh, we're doing a new movie each week. It's uh, all the same microaggressions that you appreciate in these other episodes. Let's, let's give them a couple more. movies that, that we've done. We've done uh, Roadhouse. Roadhouse, Point Break, Rocky 3, Terminator T2. 2. Um, Glimmer Man. Glimmer Man. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens. We've got a lot of great ones yeah, out there Yeah, a lot now. of great ones. We go back. We do the death wishes. Yeah. So do us a favor. Yeah, if you're enjoying uh, this, head over to patreon.com slash action boys or actionboys.biz. And for $5 a month, you can get weekly episodes of this. All right, cool. That's a good warm up. Let's do the ad now. Okay. This is a headgum podcast. The lady who does like, like, does, like blowjob, blowjob videos, oh, instructional God. videos. She gags herself on. She them. does something called grapefruiting, where she puts a uh, cuts a hole uh, in a grapefruit, yeah, puts yeah, it around yeah, the base yeah. of your cock. But then she goes like, <laughs> and the noises she makes when the she noises sucks she makes off. when she sucks a dick. Is oh unreal. shit! Are we recording? What's up, shitheads? It's your host, John Gabris, the number one fuck boy. The number one fuck boy. Back with another episode of High and Mighty. Just doing my old fuck boy routines. What you accidentally overheard was a couple of gents discussing the grapefruit video on YouTube. Do yourself a favor and YouTube the phrase grapefruiting and watch this wonderful lady show you how to grapefruit a cock. <laughs> All right, this has been the latest episode of High and Mighty.
Imagine oh, we just it? ended there. That's it. Oh, thanks that's for having it. me on, man. To listen to you talk, <laughs> per usual. As usual. That's called a conversation in our yeah. friendship, guys. The two other white cisgendered hetero males in the room with me today are my friends. You know them from previous episodes, Ben Rogers and Ryan Stone Stanger. What's up, gents? Wonderful to be here. Wonderful to be here. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Big chest and arms day for me. Big chest and arms. I I just have big chest and arms. I didn't do any exercising. I plan to swing the kettlebell a little bit while I play Tomb Raider after this. I record this episode. Don't know how I'm going to do both at the same time. Yeah, it does seem like a good plan. You're just going to come over and my TV is smashed. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it didn't work. Um, Guys, we're going to talk about some action movies today. And I'll reveal what it is. Well, actually, if you read the title of this, you already know that we're going to talk about Steven Seagal's Hard to Kill. Mm. We did a Van Damme movie. We did an Arnold movie. Now we owe it to the pseudo-Asian-Italian-Cajun gentleman himself, Steven Seagal. But before, man of many ethnicities. <laughs> man of many ethnicities, yeah. but only one haircut. Uh, <laughs> before we get into that, though, I'm going to read some of your user reviews that you guys hit me up with. So... Here we go from Freddie Pineapple. Gino Lombardo has his own podcast now. He plays John Gabris, an overweight, heavy-breathing narcissist who invites guests on to discuss only his own personal interests. Despite Gino's convincing portrayal, you can still get hints of the dim-witted, ignorant broadcasting student we all know and love. Like when he holds up his iPod to the microphone to play music clips. Oh, this (laughs) feels good already. Gabris is going to make a great ex-husband someday. This is from Amazon09M or something. He quintessentially lardass anytime he or a guest brings up how far he is. He makes sure to mention how strong he is and that he allegedly used to look like a less of a whale. I can only imagine he's two steps from suicide. He's not quite teetering the edge yet, but we all know he'll be there someday. Love the podcast, you beautiful waste of space. Oh, God. This is a great roast of you on these comments. Yeah. comments I uh, from Joe Campbell, if you like cereal, you'll love High and Mighty. Don't think that works. <laughs> Elmore D27, why don't you shut you fat mouth and let one of your guests speak? That's a good, that's, that's a good, good. that's fair. That's, fair. that's a very good note. Yeah. That's shut, what, <laughs> shut you fat mouth. Man. Shut, you, shut fat, you fat mouth. <laughs> Start to finish, this podcast is an exercise in tedium. This is from Grant W. James. Whether listening to this animal of a host gorging himself on sloppy chalupas, <laughs> Or gleefully committing aggressions, micro and macro, <laughs> you will undoubtedly be filled with the unrelenting urge to step off the sidewalk and straight into oncoming traffic. His guests are cool, though. There you go, guys. Yeah. So another fair review. Very fair. Macro and micro. <laughs> micro and micro. Is the <laughs> Discharging best. foul. If you like hearing two acquaintance friends awkwardly beat bad jokes into the ground for an hour, this is the podcast you've been waiting <laughs> yeah. for. Fair. Yeah, fair. Fair. These are all good. These are all uh, good. <laughs> Shut you fat mouth. All uh, right. Hold on. I'm sorry. Got it. Gabrus did 9-11 from Dan Fry. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Yeah. Engineer Cody, on high and mighty, Gabrus lying to himself isn't only allowed, it's encouraged. Oh, thanks. I don't know about that one. Gabrus' enormous personality can only be overshadowed by his enormous fat bronze body. This podcast is great for reference to bodily functions and then listening to said bodily functions. Also, Taco Bell, weed, beer, microaggressions, tangents, and lots of white people. Lex 772000. By the way, lots of white people is not a dig. (laughs) That's hand curated, buddy. (laughs) 
uh, Nilo Rethenthal says, this self-congratulating hairy baby can't wait to talk over his friends, wasting no time getting the part where he laughs at his own jokes. Uh, this is from Booth in Cart. When Gabrus was born, they considered changing Long Island to Fat Island. Gabrus is a great host because he's like three hosts in one, size-wise. The headgum office must smell like the worst type of wet fart after Gabrus leaves the studio. Jesus. God help the podcast that follows him. Best podcast ever. <laughs> All right. This is from Booyah53. I never thought I could listen to a fat drunk go on and on about fantasy novels, Taco Bell, and Renaissance fairs. And honestly, I barely can. <laughs> I've never heard someone laugh at their own jokes more than Gabrus. Pretty incredible he's managed to squeeze in there. Bar- barely audible episodes with the disgusting gross-out Taco Bell episode and the two Power Hour episodes. If you're interested in basically listening to an, a guy smell his own farts for an hour a week, I recommend you check this out. All right, here's the last one for now. A lot of farts. From Huff is a Snitch. Who would ever want to listen to this shit? You have a fat asshole who has no idea what he's talking about. The best thing you'd ever do is get drunk and fall asleep. That way you wouldn't need to listen to him prattle on. I mean, honestly, I'd rather shoot a nail gun at my crotch a few dozen times and hear the douche talk. Five out of five. Would listen again. (laughs) 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 This is a good one. Hold on. I'll do a couple more. This is from Eggplant Parmesan. Great name, by the way. That means he's a black Italian. Uh, Number one fuck child gets drunk with friends, then calls his mom. No wonder Guy Code was on MTV, too. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, Eggplant Parmesan, and all those other people who wrote in reviews. Great Guys, reviews. Great, great reviews. reviews. Yeah. Please stuff. remember, hit me with five out of five, and Honest. then roast me in the comments, and I will read them on air. Mm. Finally making true on that promise. There's tons more to read. Every week, you'll hear more and more. All right. Enough about me. Now I'm going to just <laughs> shout over my two guests and laugh at my own jokes for the next two and a half hours as we talk about the seminal Steven Seagal film, the third in his series of three-word title mm-hmm. movies where he plays a cop, Hard to Kill. My personal favorite. Your personal yeah. favorite. I like it more than uh, Under Siege. Wow. More than Under Siege? More than Under Siege. Wow, controversial. Yeah, it's a controversial well, what, what are the other ones? Under Siege is too... Uh, too too good. It's a good too movie. Good. Yeah, Under Siege is a good movie. It's, it's just too, too understated. Yeah, it's, it's you know they yeah. take time to work uh, shit out. Yeah, yeah, it's too high budget. <laughs> too high budget. This is like a real piece of shit that like keeps moving, keeps moving, and it hits everything. Very earnest. Mm-hmm. Very it's so. Earnest. It's aggressively earnest. <laughs> I think I I forgot. I haven't watched this movie in a long time. Like I was Ben and Ryan and I were saying, this movie is in our bones. I've seen mm-hmm. this movie so many times when I was growing up that it's a huge part of my childhood. But rewatching it, I was like, there's so much shit you don't remember. Uh, yeah, I was the same because it's like it's omnipresent in my action movie development. I know it well, but it's one of those ones that I missed for like 10 years. Like I just didn't watch it. Predator, I've watched a lot. Uh, Bloodsport, I've watched a lot. But this one... I haven't watched a lot recently, so I was seeing it again. It's like, oh, boy. and rewatching it, and all the stuff that isn't him killing people is really weird. <laughs> it's, it's super weird, yeah. and you don't so remember I, that shit I when you're a, a good kid. Place to start is uh, we touched on it a second ago. His uh, tendency to hit an ethnicity hard, like his style of acting, is to. <laughs> 
pick out some ethnicity that his character is and like really cling on to that. That's like his two, the two big things about every one of his movies is he picks an ethnicity for himself and then he picks an ethnicity for the group of bad guys he's going to kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, the closest he gets to it, he doesn't do it as strong and hard to kill as he has in some other movies. Right. What are the other ones? Out for Justice and... Marked for Death. Marked for Death. One yeah, of those yeah. is Jamaicans and one of those is Italians that are the bad guys. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and this one, and it's like um, crooked like cops, crooked cops, the mob, and dirty politicians. And dirty yeah. politicians <laughs> who are extremely powerful. Right. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Yeah. Or senator. Yeah. He's like an assemblyman. At that's the, that's the yeah. line that made me laugh yeah. so much. Yeah. So they're like, yes, whatever Mr. you say, assemblyman. assemblyman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in like in such a non-specific government title. Yeah. And he's ordering mob hits. He's having the senator's plane blown up so he could move up the food chain so fucking bad the bad guys in this are so bad like like, evil bad he's really like fucking making his own deals and like deeply and he's like hey i'll be there for the fucking handoff i'm not gonna send somebody i'm gonna fucking be there there is no need for him to be there it's all black and white they're they're (laughs) like whenever the bad cops are like pushing people around like they push people out of their way get the hell out of my way they're so mean when they when they walk absolutely everybody <laughs> yeah. at the end of the uh, second act when they go into the hotel they're just like shoving people that are outside like no. hey, look out asshole just yeah. <laughs> to everyone about yeah. everything there are no shades of, and like nobody's a nuanced person it well, is like you like are even when this? they go to the ballet they're like Park the fucking car! (laughs) And these guys are cops. Yeah, they're cops. That's the other thing, is the bad guys in this movie are cops who somehow, later on towards the movie, there's like 11 crooked cops that hang out with a senator. There's no cops that just chill with a senator in plain clothes. There's a scene where they're all wearing uh, the Trent buttons. Like they're, <laughs> so they're, they're, like, like, they're yeah. in like a political yeah. rally. Supporters. Hey, come on. You can take that to the bank. Yeah, all right. Bank. Put, but he, uh, that scene, I think, early on where he's praying with his kid and he goes through oh, like, yeah. like, you say a little prayer. Yeah. You just say a prayer once a day and that's how you get what you want. Yeah, you know how you guarantee you get what you want? You pray for somebody else to get something. Yeah. Then your prayers come true. But He's... what if I want something? Then that's what God created work for. Yeah. His <laughs> like, son, what? His He's even early on where he shouldn't have that much control his hero complex and desire to present himself as virtuous is fucking powerful, man. He, it's like, I mean, it's got to be like, it feels like it's Seagal's doing. Like, yeah. we got to get this prey scene in. I'm going to teach this kid how well, to I got to teach him how to work and how to pray. Yeah. Because those are the two important things. He always plays a guy got him a that a everybody store. likes. And only the bad guys hate. But yeah. when anyone refers to him, even the bad guys always go, but that is one bad motherfucker. Like, yeah, he insists, yeah. like, yes. there is a wall of compliments towards his character in every single movie. I think, you know, of, uh, you know, these movies that are in our wheelhouse, I th- and these are all crazy fucking roided up guys. Humans. The hum- yeah, yeah. yeah, the actors are out of their fucking Seagal group. is, I think, the craziest. Yes. Oh, yes. I think yes. he's, like, far and away the he, biggest fucking He's lunatic. not self-aware. I mean, he is, you know. He, 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 he's never had that moment late in his career where he's like... I get all right, joke. I all right. I it's time I tried this move, or I I should maybe how try a dramatic act. How psyched would we be to hang out with Schwarzenegger? I mean, like, oh, how yeah. fucking pumped would we all be 
Like I would fucking out. blow my load if yeah. you got to hang out with Schwarzenegger. Like Dude, I'd blow Schwarzenegger. I would blow. Sh- I would. Sh- yeah. I, all right. I will say it on the podcast here. Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you come on this podcast, I will blow you. Yeah. You, you can will- come on this podcast and then come on this podcast. I mean, I will stay in the room. I won't blow. But I like, no, dude. It's kind of like I'll watch. It's got to be all three of us together. And not be weird about it. Like a Mike Adriano porn where all three of us blow him at the same. If Seagal was around, I think we would all be uncomfortable. Yes. Like, I think we would be like, oh, man, this is not something in the house is going to get broken. It doesn't or... seem like a good time. And yeah. there's, no. there are stories. that There I... are, like, legendary stories that yes. he is, uh, like, legendarily a scumbag. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we can get into. Yeah. Do we want to? <laughs> I listened to the I listened to our um, last uh, the... Bloodsport podcast, <laughs> and I was so dogmatic about discussing the plot that I feel like I like I steamrolled over some of your guys' jokes. <laughs> Like, like yeah, you were always reining us back in yeah, on that one. But, you were I, like, I but then he goes to the Kumite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, say, like, oh, I got a funny for thought. To to the this is how it was. I've never say, listened. Yeah. Oh, here, I got a funny idea. Hey, well, again, we should at this point say that the Hong Kong police are now involved. It's like, you guys are like, all right, Sanger, relax. It's a fucking blood sport for Christ's sake. But that's okay. Hey, this, shut up. Let we're me tell you about the Hong Kong police here. We're now. so passionate about these movies. I honestly think we could just this. We can leave. We can put this out as a six-hour episode about <laughs> Hard to Kill. With, yeah, this is for the most insane person who lives in a cave. Yeah. Now, like, ah, finally. Well, it's a lot of women. I mean, women are into this, and they've been clamoring for Hard to Kill. Yeah. You heard yeah, my reviews. Uh-huh. Everyone yeah. likes me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Uh, Let's uh, should we let's do, do little, the premise of the movie? Quick, real quick. quick premise oh, yeah, discussion. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who aren't going to watch, and it, I think this is a deep cut. This movie, I don't think a lot of people have seen this one. I think it's one of his less. I think everyone's yeah. seen Under Siege, yeah. and I think not a lot of people have seen this one. Yeah, it's one, and it's also like it gets kind of blurred into the three movies that we referenced. Right, because but this those, one is mm. very specific and is its own thing. So in this one, starts in 1983. Starts in 1983, <laughs> and they hammer that point home yeah. so you they know it's 1983. 1983. Wow, Gandhi is. They're watching the Oscars. Yeah, they're watching the Kingsley's. That is the Oscar goes to Ben Kingsley. And the dude's pumped. He goes, yes. (laughs) The fact that it's the night of the Oscars is exquisitely important for the first seven minutes of the movie. Everyone is. Somebody. He says to the he says to the liquor store guy, "You watching the Oscars?" He's like, "I don't like the Oscars. Yeah. Save got, myself four dollars. I got my own show here every night. Freaks, pornos, <laughs> violence." And then he's this killed minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> fucking day players making a meal Holy of it. He's shit, fucking yeah. coming in there to work. Oh, he dude. studied with Stella Adler. He's got fucking <laughs> notes. He's got a backstory. Yeah, he's like, I get to work with Steven Seagal. He's going to hurt me. <laughs> But Oscars, I mean, that's cats walking by or like meowing about it's the Oscars. I mean, it's like fucking so important. Dude's got a great, he, for, for, for some reason, Seagal's getting champagne. He's getting um, champagne he's and getting a teddy bear. Yeah, he's getting champagne and a teddy bear uh, for his wife and kid who are sleeping. Yeah. yeah. And he just came. So, wait, yeah, let's so do the premise. Sorry. Just fucking, yeah, so, so the premise is he uh, gets killed. Uh, they think he's dead. But he's just in a coma. His wife is killed by the yeah. crooked... Him and his wife are killed by the crooked cops. Yeah. He's his kid super... escapes. He thinks his kid is dead. And then he is in a coma for seven years. Seven and then years. when he wakes up, everyone all of a sudden knows that he's awake. Yeah. And he has to go into hiding with his with the nurse who wants to fuck him, Kelly LeBrock, played by it's... his then-wife. Right. His then-wife, Kelly LeBrock. Who's looking good. Who is a goddamn smoke show, dude. Yeah. <laughs> 
who's just like a uh, just a fun loving nurse. They make that really oh, clear. They, they she's hit. got it. So she's got the bumper sticker that it says, says fun. fun. It just and says she's fun. Got, <laughs> the bumper got, sticker just she's says got all those yeah. pins. Yeah, she's got pins. Yeah. She's got a convertible. She goes, she's, "How about a little pussy, John uh, Doe?" And then puts the a worst, cat on his head. Yeah. The worst fucking jokes in this. It's like uh, like when they go to the liquor store. Um, Seagal's like, uh, "Where's where's the champagne?" And the guy's like. Uh, right next to the caviar, <laughs> and then like, the, he, like it's this fucking huge indulgence, and then he's like, "It's in, no, it's over there." <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> like when they're the fucking, fucking joke. like banging this script out is like laughing their ass <laughs> off. It's like, hey, it's action, but I'm a funny guy. I'm gonna put some fucking humor in there too. <laughs> fucking just, sue me. How about a little pussy? Yeah. So and there's so, tons of Seagal making jokes about how small other people's dicks are too. Yeah. But, and then, oh uh, yeah, I mean, my one of I think the best parts is when. He's in a coma, and she looks oh, under yeah. the the sheet and and just looks at how big his dick is and says, "Please come out of it, JD. You have so much to live for. Yeah, right. wake up soon. Wake up soon. To what? Fuck him, fucker with his big dick. I mean, is that? The, I mean, so, if let's really examine that joke, it's like you you have a huge fucking impressive dick." That I've I mean, stared at, and I want you to wake up and fuck yeah. me with it. Yeah. The second you wake up, I'm going to try to fuck you, even though I've yeah. been scrubbing your asshole for seven years while you're asleep. <laughs> yeah. I've been I've lifting been, up your yeah. nutsack and getting the fucking fungus out. Yeah, your But the sores. second you wake up, I want you to lay that fucking pseudo-Asian oh, pipe into me. That huge pipe. <laughs> pseudo-Asian <laughs> <laughs> Mason Storm. Yeah. All right, so he's Mason, Mason Storm. Storm. That's so his, can we talk about how insane his first day is in this movie? Like okay. <laughs> the first twenty-four hours of this movie. Not even. It's like five hours. Yeah. So so it starts with him recording a conversation between the assemblyman who will later become the senator yeah. and like a mob boss and a mob who boss is not part of the movie at all. Never. You never no, see him. Mob, yeah. Which is like I feel like the mob is a much scarier and more imminent kind of invisible threat. Than some fucking, con- <laughs> but they're done. It's yeah. just to show that this congressman, is evil, then yeah. assemblyman, is is evil and is making deals the, with bad guys. And Steven Seagal is talking. He's he's surveilling these guys, and it's like nighttime on a dock. He's filming them and going, "Come on, just turn around and face the yeah, light." Yeah, it's like, like you I, should probably be quiet. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I know who you are, Giuseppe, but who's this other guy? Yeah, yeah. The mysterious like, player. And then he's discovered. He's talking so loud. That they hear him. No, yeah. they hear him because like, he's mo- he moves and he's got so because it's it's 1983 and this movie was shot was made in the 90s right but it's playing 1983 so he's got the most insane camera equipment he's got a tape recorder on a fucking shoulder strap dangling and it's like knocking into everything that's yeah. around he's him. wearing like a tuxedo for some no reason. his his look that he loved at that time has to be this weird vest because yeah. that like Ferris Bueller esque yeah, vest yeah as soon as he can he's back into it because it makes the real estate when he becomes a real estate guy they clearly like we're really trying to hit the 80s thing but he must have been like nah I'm wearing my vest still (laughs) like I gotta look I'm sticking with it that transcended the fucking eight years or right when he comes back seven years later he's got the same exact he's not not disappearing into this role I mean this is so much of Seagal's influence and it's weird because if you kind of like if you look at this guy's career the story is that he was an Aikido teacher and he taught Mike Ovitz. I don't know if you guys, do you know Mike Ovitz? No, no. So Mike Ovitz is like this famous kind of super agent. He founded CAA and like famously, he kind of screwed over Lou Wasserman, right, who was right. like a big time agent. And then eventually like got ran out of town because he just pissed so many people off. But he was 
supposedly Ovitz's Aikido instructor and Ovitz is like, this guy's a fucking star and I can make anybody a star. But if you look at it, like at 36 years old, the guy starts starring in decent sized budget yeah. action movies that, that garnered pop it, that, that, that the, the, time, box the time was perfect for him. Though. It was like a perfect storm. Uh, Wait, he was in his mid thirties when he started yeah, doing that shit. Yeah. Holy shit. And like, he oh, kind dude, of that's so good for us. That's, yeah, that that is, shot. I got a fucking shot. That that is so shot. much hope. Yeah, uh, uh, fuck. And he I was as fat as I am. Right. But it wasn't like he came in here and got programmed. And so apparently he didn't like the director on this. It's like his third fucking movie. And he's like, this guy's a fucking hack. I know. For, I've done one other film. That I don't trust this guy yeah, at all. Very transparent. His first three Where movies, you, you could tell all the plot points that he put his fingerprint. on. Yeah, and so he's like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, so he's involved in like fucking. I, he's making war wardrobe decisions he's making like you 100 know, you casting know. choices totally. it's his fucking wife in the movie yeah <laughs> um and then he's and so so he uh he kills or he he records these guys yeah. right then he goes to then stop goes, at the liquor store so, to get champagne inexplicably yeah. to buy champagne for his wife who knows I mean, what they're he, celebrating is he like celebrating that he like got this guy on camera he doesn't I, have he doesn't know if he's got him or right not and that's what i don't and I think that's what you're supposed to understand, or you're supposed to understand he was out late doing this, so he's got to like redeem himself because women hate I mean, when you work late, allegedly, or I, some shit. Yeah, like or that. it's just yeah. We really want to hammer home how perfect this guy's yeah. fucking yeah. life. And is. while while he's he has this repartee with the fucking bodega yeah. guy, then five Latino gangsters come no, in. They're not all Latino. One of them's a Chinese. Oh, one of them, uh, one of them's like, like a white guy. But the, like there's the one weird... classic Latino guy, yeah, the guy with this... the arm tattoos and the knife. It's who's this... like in a... totally, yeah, totally. <laughs> He's the main guy. But it's this weird LA casting thing. We're like, hey, we got to get a bunch of thugs. Yeah, yeah. Here, you know? <laughs> yeah. These well, one guy's wearing the hairnet, and totally, one guy is, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> these guys that would never hang out together. Or Fuck no. Oh. He's got Fuck a double no. barrel shotgun. And every and like throughout this movie, every guy has like a different type of weapon. It seems like, yeah, yeah. Like nobody just has like a bunch of guns. Like they're all like, well, this is our shotgun guy. This is our knife guy. <laughs> there um, is so much of like this weird like art department stuff where it's like you see him like set down keys and there's like a badge like perfectly laid and like a couple of other t you know tapes and it's like, what would a cop's car have? You know, just really, <laughs> let's fucking brainstorm on this. You got a badge? You know, you'd think it'd be like, hey, you know, Dennis, we love your fucking enthusiasm. You got to dial it back. Yeah, this is fucking, yeah. Not every frame has to say this guy does karate and is a cop. Right. Yeah, no, you know Seagal wants that. He's like, yeah. we need something Asian in this. Yeah. We need to we know need his Oriental something, influence. Something Asian. I feel something Asian. He has this repartee with the bodega guy. The bodega guy is then killed by the guy because he pulls they out shoot, a bat. They, yeah, he pulls out a bat for some reason. And, they shoot him immediately. Shoot him immediately. Shoot him in and, cold blood. And Seagal doesn't react at all. And he goes, "All right, looks like we're gonna." He goes into. Rogers and I were talking about this. He has that thing that he does in every single fight, and he does it like three times in this movie too. His big thing is, I'm so calm and cocky. Most people, most people who play the martial arts type in a movie play the I don't want to fight if I don't have to. All right, you pushed me. Here we go. Yeah, Seagal yeah. plays the 
I'll get down on my knees, motherfucker. <laughs> Come yeah, and bring he's it. So, he's so badass that like he has an unfair advantage all the time. Like that's a theme that he <laughs> And like the guy doesn't even know what this. he's talking about. He's yeah. like, Oh, you don't like this gun here? You don't like me holding that gun? The guy's like, What? What do you mean? <laughs> okay, I'll set the gun down. And he's like, All right, set it down. <laughs> oh, look, I'm too tall for you? Yeah. Huh? I'll get down on one knee. How about oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want me to hey, you want me to blind myself? Hey, look at the detergent in my eyes. Yeah, I'm blind, yeah. I'm blind. Okay, I can't <laughs> see. I put my big old dick between my legs. Yeah. You like that? Now I'm a fucking Woman. Now you come over here and fuck me. I'm yeah, you fuck me for 20 like minutes before I me. fight back. All right, you want to have that dominance over me? All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll gape my ass. You just fucking fuck me raw. No, still too hard. I'm still too bad. Yeah. All right. Finish. Yeah. I'll flip over. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, hey, listen. I'll be impotent in front of you, right? I can't get it up. Then you have that over me. We got to wait till I'm I impotent in front of you. So yeah. he then breaks everybody's leg and Bust everyone's he, nose. He does the Seagal yeah, like push the, fighting where yeah. like stuff sped up. Which it is looks, his thing. It's his and, thing. Like, it looks pretty thing. cool. That is Aikido, right? Aikido is like using the other guy's it momentum is, to your advantage. It's, and it's a lot of like wrist locks. And yeah. so I think to make it look interesting, they have to kind of speed it up and have them do some clotheslines and shit to kind of make it work on camera. Seagal puts people almost exclusively through windows and, and potato chip racks in all of his movies, because that's what makes Aikido yeah. look better, is flipping, yeah. instead of just throwing a guy into the ground, you gotta throw him No, you don't want to just, like, quietly get somebody into a wrist lock. It's just like, you know... <laughs> I mean, like... I think a big thing in Seagal's movies is he's breaking people's legs and shit. Yeah. Like, breaking and legs and yeah. wrists and necks. Is yeah. Like yeah, this one, thing. he's got a guy down on his stomach, picks his leg up up and then just like twist his foot enough it's, to like, it's not even a martial arts move yeah. it's like a big brother move where yeah, you make your yeah. brother submit except yeah. he just goes all the way around. all the way it's just like fuck that's cold blood they, they highlight it in this a few times in in the audio yeah. where like so you just hear somebody in the background be like he broke my foot yeah. my goddamn foot it's just like that whole like do we know that he broke his foot we want to oh. make sure it's not just like an indian rub this is a he did snap his foot let's adr and some yeah i was just gonna say lines. the person who gets as much credit as seagal in this movie is who Whoever's recording ADR because yeah. he has people just shout off camera jokes yeah. off camera fucking oh fuck my leg this yeah. motherfucker crazy yeah. like yeah, just gangsters so much of that <laughs> biggest dick and hardest punch yeah. in the land it's like, there's great, so man. much yeah there's, they cleaned it up so much in ADR there's like a couple shots of him where like he, when you don't see his face you hear him like just really hit a point home of like I love you Sonny yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. now go to bed my sweet son there's like a lot of like on the those dad shit. Yeah. Uh, so, Your so safety's paramount to me. So, but so he sees a guy, he records a bunch of gangsters, he fucking sees Breaks a guy get shot, breaks a bunch of bones. He sees a guy who gets shot that I think he knows, yeah. right? They set up that they that, know each other. Yeah. The then least, he walks out with a champagne bottle and teddy bear, makes a joke to the on-scene cops, and they're like, all right, Mason, see you later. And he gets yeah. in his car and like goes home to his family. Goes home and, or doesn't talk to his family about it enough. She, his wife even sees the blood. He's like, don't worry, it's not my blood. Then they fuck. Then they fuck. <laughs> there are tons of shots in this, like going back to when he walks outside with the champagne and the... Uh, and the teddy bear to where it looks like it's like, all right, this is <laughs> this next scene. You're walking out. You've just fucked everybody up in there. And you're going to talk to these guys. And it's like, everybody wait. And now go. And like, it starts right then. Like they don't roll into <laughs> yeah. it. Like people yeah. are stopped. And it's like, yeah, yeah, people yeah. are dead from, you dead. almost hear action. You <laughs> almost hear fucking hear action. It's like, man, who the fuck edited this? Because you could just trim that to where they're already out there in the action. But it's like, 
And go. Hey, Mason, looks like we got another one in the bag, buddy. And there's probably about 50 shots like that. I'm exaggerating. You were talking about how his kid is sleeping with the lights on. Oh, God. It's It's super bright in his room. And he's like, he's asleep. (laughs) It's like, why is the light? And it's classic. His name is like Maxwell, but he goes by Sonny. Sonny is like fucking Seagal's name in three movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's he's fond of that name. He loves the name Sonny. So he goes in. He's got blood on his shirt. Blood on his shirt. Face. He's now watched one person get killed. He's broken like four necks. He watched an assemblyman call a hit on a senator. <laughs> he just goes yeah, and I starts mean, kissing and fucking When was the wife? last time you got like in a screaming match like road rage? Like you're a little shaky for like, <laughs> I don't know, five hours but after that? Also like, I think the tape has the secret that I'm looking yeah. for. I better watch it later. Yeah. He puts it in the fucking cupboard, which yeah. is a thing that comes back later. Yeah. I don't and understand. Then, oh, oh, we should talk about how his wife jerks his hair off. Did you guys know oh, that? Oh, she. Like, she's like real, like, she really, like, I, I don't know if that's a direction or that's what got her the part, but she's really into plane with his ponytail oh like yeah his greasy dick. ponytail yeah. it's so wet i couldn't get it's over so how fucking, damp his ponytail is so fucking gross, and he's man. rubbing it and he's rub. she's like twisting it in between her fingers it's like the navi in avatar yeah <laughs> she's like playing with it yeah. and tickling it she's got to hook it up to a tree or something so you can fucking communicate come on babe. dude's got the fucking worst hair man he's got some plugs going on up front he's got yeah. a plugs to a widow's peak like yeah. he's got he has his plugs shaped to that a widow's peak. gotten thicker yeah. Over the over the past, yeah. yeah this he sees needs a little help in this one because there's some certain lighting, some certain shots where you're like, oh boy, you're fucking creeping way. And back. he's doing a lot of shirtless stuff in this movie. Yeah, too. Uh, he's yeah. ferociously tan. Yeah, ferociously <laughs> hairless, hairless, hairless. body hairless. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but just to finish up this one line of thought, this is the opening. F- f- 12 minutes of the movie he's boning his wife and then the three crooked cops who overhear them by listening to a phone call of his walk in and kill him they shoot him three times with a shotgun he breaks a guy's wrist he gets another guy in yeah, the head he's so yeah. badass he gets shot twice and still like he shoots somebody yeah, too he kills one he's, dude yeah no, no, no. He shoots people. Like he's like stands up and you know <laughs> yeah. keeps coming after him. They blow the. They fucking shoot his wife with a shotgun. This this happens hours after he, like quasi exposes them. Yeah. But they're like the corruption runs so deep and they're so fucking organized and there's so many of them that they have like hot bodies to his house that night. That's what we were saying. How much can this corruption go that when he's out of the coma later on, seven years later, they make one phone call and 40 people show up to the hospital. Relentlessly evil, like army of cops are still corrupt. Seven years later. Years later. They're like, somehow know that it's him. Like they made this big to do, like making him look like he was dead. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh fuck. It turned out he was alive. We all remember this so well. So we go. My favorite part of this whole sequence is the kid wanders out into the hallway, sees his mom and dad shot with shotguns, and he's like, ah! And he turns to run, and two dudes, cops with shotguns, chase him into a room (laughs) and fucking fire off like four rounds each, and they blowing the fuck out, and the kid leaps out of a second floor window. And, and disappears. The, kid, the kid's five. He's the kid fucking is, tiny. tiny. Don't they have ski masks on? Too? Right. Yeah. It's just like, there's no fuck. I mean, yeah. so what? what just gonna leave. Yeah, you're going to kill a kid? Do. Yeah. yeah. They're, they literally are like, <laughs> they're so fucking mad that they didn't get to kill him. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, they're fucking furious. And it's like, God, these guys are so corrupt. I mean, it's like usually like corrupt cops. It's like money. One thing. It's not like. Yeah, and usually they try to play, kill that. Like corrupt cops 
play play the like I'm a cop, I'm a good guy type angle yeah. that they never do in this movie. No. They never they're yeah. just they're bad guys. Straight up bad guys. Like when are they being cops ever? Yeah, they're never cops. <laughs> no, they don't do That's any. That's a full time of... gig. You can't all, you can't just go around killing people on, on the DL yeah. without no. ever having to like show up to a crime scene. Yeah, or something with impunity. Like, like at a certain point, you'd have to do some fucking cop duties. Or I mean, they like probably care. had to at try least... to solve that murder. Yeah. Yeah. At least, they, well, they throw it on him. They say right. he's a crooked cop, and at least that kind of justifies it in the second half of like, well, he's a wanted guy, he's right. a wanted criminal. There's, he there was, was all yeah. up. <laughs> there was somebody there with like fucking reading glasses and like a green sun visor. That's like, fuck, we have to have him spread out some drugs. He's a crooked cop, but you know we can't. We got to justify do so, something. We got to do something, guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's like, all right. As long as we really hit hard that it's the Academy Awards. Right. Right. So you can have the Academy Awards. (laughs) Let's make sure that we know he's a crooked cop. He breaks 40 bones. Him and his wife are shot four times with shotgun. His kid is almost killed. And now we're in the hospital. Now we're in the hospital. Oh. He dies on the table. He dies on the table. Yeah. Everybody leaves, but then he comes back. Yeah. We Everybody's copping there. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> scatters in nine seconds after yeah. they hear he's dead. Like, oh, well. Like, you hear cars speeding away. And for some reason, the assemblyman there is there giving a, a comment. <laughs> I worked a lot with Mason Storm. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. So you did. <laughs> hey, John, to be fair, like. We all watch the news a lot, and you see assemblymen make you know right. statements about yeah. from the hospital. From the hospital, it happens a lot. So that's really we'll give emotional. them that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The great, another great. We always talk about how everyone compliments Seagal's character in all these movies. And yeah, talks about this, is, this is the, this is a great. This is a great one. It's like I met a lot of cops. This guy was unstoppable. Somebody stopped him tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes Malo- uh, what's his name? O'Malley, O'Malley grab him by the fucking... collar and put him up. He's like, he's a great fucking cop. He's yeah. better than you've ever been. Yeah. He's like, uh, oh, they're, they're, when they're out there, it's like, now I know why he was such a super cop. He was coked up all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then fucking O'Malley loses his shit on yeah. that guy. He's like, there's nobody. I never met a cleaner guy in yeah. my entire yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> the only person cleaner is the actor playing him, Steven Seagal. And he looks at the camera the best guy ever he has no pending sexual harassment lawsuits <laughs> and so then he's we talked a little bit about him being in the coma a guy shows up when he comes out of it a little bit a guy shows up to try to kill him there who's one of the most insane looking character actors you've seen in a long time yes and he and he manages to be throughout this whole movie Can he's like the third Danny? lead Oh, can we please talk about Danny? Danny, the physical physical Oh, God, that guy. Hey, what's up, man? My name's Danny. I don't know where they got this guy, but it's my He looked like a Jewish breakdancer. Yeah. Right? He had like the fucking... He was fucking doing some good work, man. Like, I bought it. I I totally bought it. Great casting. Overly chipper. They found this guy in a hospital. What a fucking find. Whoever the casting person was. Hey, what's up? It's me, Danny, the physical therapist. I'm going to give you a massage and get you feeling all right. Right. And, and the hey, whole I, time, Seagal is like mumbling, like, you got to get me out of here. They're going to kill me. And they cut, and to, they, him they cut to him getting a massage. And he goes, thank you for the massage. But you got to get me out of here. The massage is Seagal laying on his stomach. And he, by the way, who has somehow yeah, has the, just a huge gray goatee. Right. Not yeah. a fucking crazy beard. And he's got like long, weird witch hair. Yeah, it's not made, in a point. That, that's his real beard, though, right? Do you think so? No. <laughs> Because it comes, it doesn't have anything it's, it's anywhere insane. else. Yeah. And no, I think she, I think she, she, she cut it like that. that. She, she they, shaved yeah. it. Right. It's like, you give me this. It's also the first time 
ever that Seagal has seen not in a ponytail, correct? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure quite, that was a fucking struggle. It was right, just like, I, I got it. They should be slicking my hair back uh, and putting in a ponytail yeah. every move. I think he probably oh, walked off set like yeah, three or four. He's just like, fun. fucking finally agreed. They're like, yeah. I'm Steven, sure they're not putting... be an IMDb <laughs> trivia thing where it's like, this is one of the three times Seagal isn't and doesn't have a ponytail. <laughs> Presented as fact. Just like, wow, thanks, guys. Uh, What's on the what's on the one woman's mug? Oh uh, like, um, shit! The black chick has like uh, she has like a black joke. It has like a black joke. Mug. It's like Black to the Future, or yeah, says something like, like that. That's like, our fucking let's art get department black again. to the basics. <laughs> yeah. And she's holding it like logo out, <laughs> sipping it. Like that's our so art department. Got to like, let it. Yeah, yeah, totally. They hit they hit everything so hard. The yeah. props, like everybody's personality, is <laughs> yeah. like summed up in what they're holding. Yeah. She's she like, has your boyfriend. Your boyfriend moved his arm. Ooh, she. She has, uh, and Kelly LeBrock has like a, it's like five inches by three inches, uh, no smoking sign that dangles from her lab coat as well. Yeah. Then there is like, they Kelly LeBrock also goes through about like eight different outfits. Oh yeah. Totally, total different looks, not hair, but makeup. Everything is wildly. So does he. Yeah. Like everybody, like, it makes no sense yeah. why he has Kelly so and I many are going to do this movie. We want our stylist fully employed. We yeah. have, each have a team of nine. They got to be on set. Uh, 100%. Did they, meet, did they yeah. meet on this movie? No, they were married. They were already married? Yeah. Already married. Okay. She then... was retired from acting, was what I read. Oh, she yeah. was retired from acting, and he asked her as a favor to be in the movie. And she refers to it in, in now in hindsight. She calls it hard to watch. <laughs> it's hard to kill. Very funny. I disagree. Uh, great. <laughs> Very easy to watch but you know who's the easiest to watch is kelly lebrock dude we talked we touched on a little bit she's really hot in this movie yeah and she's got like the doctor look with big Uh glasses she's got a slutty look she's got that funeral look when she goes to visit the grandma She's she's got wildly different looks they're all great. They're all great. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, she's so regal. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, I mean, she it's... carries herself. She got the British accent. She's a fucking smoke show. Dude. Yeah, and she and they. I mean, she's not right for the role. No, really. no, she's she's great. In, she's fine in it. But she's, she's the not... best actor in the movie. Yes. I without besides Danny the I yeah, feel besides... like Seagal's not fucking bad in this. Like he doesn't bother me in it. He's not like great, but he for this being like his third fucking movie. He, you know what? He doesn't have any. Once O'Malley's once, pretty damn big. Like he's O'Malley's the biggest, huge, he's the dude. Biggest actor I've seen in like a movie where it's like, dude, tone it down. Yeah. yeah. If you're in a movie with Steven Seagal and you're out bigging him, you're doing something very incorrect. Even acting. when he comes in for kind of his second act, like his facial hair is like over the like he's got like. <laughs> Stubble because he's not a cop yeah. anymore. It's just right. like, right, and he's got like a he's got a tan and a yeah. stubble yeah. to prove it's that. Like he's even like, your tan and stubble are overacting. It's like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is the this is the big this is my favorite chunk of the movie that I want to talk about right now is his recovery. Oh my As god! As a child, we talked oh about this god, briefly, this but montages, so training funny. montages are some yeah. of the best stuff. So he so, some so somehow he knows that he's in danger. Which right. as soon as he wakes it's up, the which second is absurd. He, he wakes up, even if he had some kind of level of awareness that like shit went down to know that like the imminent danger that he was in the second he wakes up there again, these fucking bad cops are there within nine seconds of him fucking, right. you know, <laughs> regaining consciousness. Like, yeah. Killing everybody. Yeah. yeah. He convinces <laughs> LeBrock to, to jump him out of jail and they go to like this place in Ojai that or out doc- of uh, the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Out oh, yeah. of the hospital. That's a safe place because nobody knows she's there and a doctor friend of hers she's house sitting for yeah. so this is the most this is the most yes. important part of the movie to me this is 
Steven Seagal's stamp. They're like, all right, I'm going to recover in this house. And sh- the only justification you hear this whole time is like, it's a doctor friend of mine. He's studying in China for six months. So that just means that just everything a- in the house yeah. is Asian. Yeah. <laughs> and Eric's it's just like different <laughs> meditation rooms. Yeah. And like, just- there's all jade and like weird. There's like, yeah. there's four fireplaces. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Again, there's so many can like he's lit so many candles in all those. those oh, scenes. and you know, this, this, aforementioned art de- department is really lighting up. It's like, oh, we get to decorate this. <laughs> you got it, buddy. You yeah, want I mean, it? It's you insane. got it. The 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 level of sh- I mean, he one of the best parts is when he's like, you need to go down to Chinatown <laughs> and give me this list of herbs and needles. And needles. <laughs> and um, he's writing and he's in writing, Chinese. He's, he's writing. Like, Where'd you learn? To learn he's Chinese? writing in beautiful yeah, Chinese. Beautiful <laughs> Chinese. Like, yeah, my father was a missionary in China. <laughs> yeah. But th- th- those are also my other favorite parts of Sagal movies. So you know what? This might be a fun moment to talk. Let's talk just. Big tropes from all of Seagal's movies, things that fit. So, oh, well, so we talked about ground, a once- on Deadly Ground. He's like an Inuit scientist, right? He's, <laughs> a, he's a, like a Native American Eskimo or whatever, right? But his big, his one of his big things is that he's. Oh, Everyone's got, he's doing something now, but his past is even yes. crazier. Yeah, right. So, like in the Glimmer Man, it's like he was in Vietnam. They called him the Glimmer Man because all you saw was a glimmer, glimmer before you died. No, it's like you if you saw a glimmer, then you're dead. Yeah. In in it's a, it's Under a, Siege, he's a, a cook, clunky, and they're like, clunky. yeah. He's like in Under Siege, he's a cook, and they're when they refer to him, he's like, he was the leader of the most elite death squad, uh, yeah, but he like didn't in, like the brass, so he quit. You know, yeah. and it's like, and in this movie, it's like, I was a missionary in China. In Out for Justice, it's like he learned karate from a sensei in his neighborhood. He's got like it's these over the top fucking backstories right. where if we were doing a parody action movie now, they'd say, hey, too much. It's very funny and silly, but too much. And this is presented without irony. No, it's like completely, and there's zero irony in this movie. No. Really. None Other at all. than the shitty jokes of like, like I brought you some pussy, and it's yeah. A well, I would cat. argue that even that is like presented earnestly as a funny joke. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, true. Yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, other big things is that the weird nationality thing, the uh, quiet talking, peacefully uh, talking to groups of attackers is like one of his mm-hmm. big things. Quiet, and also thing. peacefully like running down stuff with people. I feel like he's really comfortable in that. Like, here's what we're gonna do: you're gonna get out of town, you're gonna leave now. Yeah. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to do this. You know, it's like. Yeah. And he also does like the, uh, the, uh, like the fighting version of that. It's like, you're going to come at me. Yeah. I'm going to break this nose here. You know, and he like explains yeah. how he's going to kill everyone. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I, he, I think he's comfortable there because his, he's got this, I think his whole life is presenting something. Right. And so he's like an he, instructor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. so you see it in like movies, like that's where he kind of does well, where you're like, all right, I'll, I'll go there with you on it. You seem comfortable and confident. Explain how you grew up in, you know, superior mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's, my god! Yes, yes, oh my god! That's oh, like, all right. Like, let's just superior, ju- let's jump to that. Yeah. Superior train of thought. Superior mind. Superior attitude. Superior, superior attitude. Superior <laughs> attitude. Yeah, we're gonna win. He's talking about. This is why we're gonna win. Superior attitude. Superior state of mind. And I and I would argue like, hey, you are going up against an unstoppable force because these guys are their corruption. They runs. have a senator on their side, yeah. and they're and there's it turns out as we learn when they attack the Ojai House, there's about sixty crooked cops armed to the teeth. There's a fucking and army. There's an army that comes to the Ohio. Bloodthirsty. Bloodthirsty. These guys were all kids that like joined the police academy that became actual cops. They had and to this, at some point do cop work. Right. They're at this, some point doing cop stuff. But the second this 
incredibly powerful congressman got to <laughs> yeah. them with whatever resources he had. Somehow money from being a congressman. These right, and guys why does he will... even want that power? What's he doing? Is he... Oh, I don't know. Well, got... They bring up that he's like maybe going to be the VP in 92. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He might get the yeah, yeah, yeah. vice president like, bid. But what, what is he getting out of that? What evilness is he getting out of that? There's not a lot that. of power of being an L.A. senator. And I you know what remember how this shit they hit, like did a shitty job of hitting that it was 1990. They're yeah. like, Everybody's talking about President Bush. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he watches it on the TV. It's like yeah. he kissed the pig. Yeah. He did this, Geraldo. And they show like Geraldo talks about that famous fight that they yeah. had where he got oh, his nose broke. Yeah, and then uh, Seagal says. Geraldo, and like Geraldo. perfect like Spanish pronunciation. Hold on, good call, Ryan. Another great trope from all Seagal's movie is he is so ethnic yeah, that he so has down. powers he has from his connection. ethnicity. Yeah, he has superpowers. Um, this is like there's mass like like Orientalism in this movie where he's it's like, like Oriental mysticism. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're hitting the microaggressions, guys. There you go. Well, I yeah, mean, no, that that is like the like cliche sort of right. like they used to do yes. that in the like movies of like the fifties. Yes, we are in the like, we are magic. Right, like We're, like Asian people have yes. magic powers. Yes. Like he puts those needles in, puts what, literally what looks like wasabi on them, lights them on fire, <laughs> and he's like smoking and healing and yeah. getting better every day. So let's talk a little bit about Sagal's like, training montage here. Oh my god, it's amazing. Rewatching it, there there is so much. Funny shit in this training montage. Yeah, you would have to think that some decision maker would say, dude, we can't fucking show this. Dude. We're trying to sell this guy as being a fucking badass. <laughs> he's benching and, 45 with, with no plates buried. on. And he's done. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Ryan, he's terrible. Let's like, take this moment. Ryan is a personal trainer. Does he not remind you as someone who like you like you're with a friend who never exercises and he's like, yeah, I'll go to the gym with you and just grabs things and moves them around. He's doing those lat raises at one point with what looks like six pounds and he's in like mm. like pigeon toed wide yeah. stance, knees buckled, it looked and he's like cranking his shoulders. It looked worse than the fucking leaked footage of Obama doing like the delt work in Russia. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that, no, but I will watch that yeah. right after. Obama's this. like hitting the back swing on it, but yeah, like fucking yeah. <laughs> Wait, this is getting into such. Good meathead territory that I'm enjoying this so much. So he's yeah. benching 45, no no plates. Yeah, on and he's it. using like a youth bench. I mean, to be fair to him, it's all the equipment that was available to him from in his, this Chinese guy's house, Chinese doctor's house, who has a full everything. workout room, and, and this that workout is the exact room same size. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing is not only is this guy uh, so six gross. foot five, two hundred and eighty pounds like Seagal is. Yeah, he also is into satin kimonos. <laughs> yeah, he's got kimonos that'll fit. Yes, <laughs> he's got a suit. He's got like remember. Uh, yeah, he's got. He's got like leather jackets. Yeah, 46 Sergio, regular. Sergio Tacchini <laughs> yeah. suit that he runs up the hill in. Yo, yeah. my, my man Seagal, my man Seagal has got about an inch and a half lift of his foot off the ground when he sprints. When they show him running up the hill, his feet are barely lifted off the ground. No, he's shuffling, dude. Like if he hit, like he's like on a razor scooter. Like if he hit a little pebble, he'd fucking face plant. Yeah. yeah, he's got an inch and a half of clearance. And he's 6'5". I don't know if people know that. If he's, he's coming huge. down... He, it's a long he fall. He is big. He's a big ass. He's yeah. a big Six dude. five, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's why he's got such a hog, according to Kelly LeBron. Oh, dude, this guy's fucking hung, and she can't wait to get that 17-inch cock. <laughs> this is his wife, by the way, on camera talking about how yeah, big his cock, his cock is. This is him, and he's just like, yes, yeah. everyone's going to know how big my cock is. So he's the tr just got weird... Uh, Physicality. Even he, running up that hill, like there's it something was upsetting. It was like upsetting him. to watch. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not agile. No. And like, so he's like just supposed to be doing some like 
like lateral delt raises. And that's the scariest part. And of it movie. looks like he's doing like irreparable damage to his spine. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like fucking cut that. And then he's on the little tiny like Mickey Mouse bench set getting fucking buried. And then he runs at a certain point and it's like it's he's bad. doing some weird like he's arm, got some like weird shit with electric his arm. slide arm, yeah. like lasso thing that clearly felt good to him. Right. Like, it's like, hey, I'm going to show him fucking casual. I'm, I'm climbing this hill. I'm transversing the terrain. I'm loose. But it looks like he's like had a stroke and like one of his arms doesn't work. Right. I he's mean, got maybe, that weird like gimp arm that he runs up with. Yeah. I mean, he's maybe, got the board in the ground with the rope wrapped around oh, it that he's punching awesome. in yeah. rapid succession. That's badass. That that's part's cool. Yeah. You, he gets a fucking hole digger. Yeah. Like, he's got to go through digger. the whole process. Yeah. He's barely moving, right? Yeah. He's just moving. The first thing he's doing is digging a hole <laughs> yeah, to put the board in. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like, hey, fuck, look, we're on a timeline here. You got to expose this guy. I don't know if we have time for you to set up this little training thing. for yourself. It's just like use the heavy bag that the fucking doctor has. You don't have time to fucking go to Home Depot, get a post digger, fucking get this thing in there, lay concrete so that you don't break it out of the ground. Oh, God, I love that he knows acupuncture in this yeah. movie. Right. I mean, yeah. That's fucking amazing. He, totally learned, he lived over there. And why is he so tan? Why yeah. is he? He's like brown tan. He's been in a coma for seven years. Right, and he's in. <laughs> he, hasn't been, he hasn't been outside in seven years. They're in L.A. They make that painfully obvious. Right. We know that he spent some time overseas in the East, but and he's got an East Coast accent. <laughs> so it's like, what's where did you grow up? Like what you know. You're fucking and he's, got, he's so Italian, but his name is Mo, uh, Mason Ma Storm. Mason Storm, which is one of the best action movie hero name oh yeah that, I mean, well, the original there. title of this movie is going to be the seven year storm the seven year storm and apparently it was like way longer and warner brothers fought to get it under 90 minutes <laughs> which it zips along it's oh, the it right does. length I there is no fluff extended version of this because there's a couple of scenes that make no sense no because um, no. there's clearly something that happened before like kelly lebrock is crying at, at the start of one scene and you don't know why and then she, then she finds out her friend is dead yeah but she's already crying there's a a lot of great stuff. Can we talk about when they fuck? Yes, that's please. pretty great. Because that's I think that's the completion of his training montage. Yes. <laughs> it's like so he gets better and then he's finally healthy enough to fuck. Let yeah. me let me let me segue up to the fuck. You take over at the fuck because I just I it, this is so drilled into my brain right now. He she's w walks past. He has got the two bow staffs, the two short bow staffs, whatever, like the Kali sticks, and he's going ape shit. Then he drops them, and then he, and just, then he just, the just swings shit. his arms around. <laughs> yes, he just starts winging his arms around like he's doing like a weird shoulder warm up or like a dance from a kid's show. Yeah, it's he like swim his... it's like swimmers warming up. Right, their exactly. Shoulders. Yeah, he's like, like he's whipping doing his that. arms, around, but he's doing it like it's combat. Yeah, and then but the thing that's important about this is while he's doing this, the fireplace. And about 25 candles yeah. are lit in this yeah. room, in the workout room. Art department. Yeah. It's like <laughs> if you saw somebody doing that in the fucking gym, it would be the weirdo that like has jeans on and like hiking boots. And you'd be like, what the fuck? What like the that fuck? guy's in on a day pass. Yeah. yeah. He would be like, the guy who has a headset with the antenna coming yeah. out. Yeah. Right. Those guys <laughs> are at like boxing gyms. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, we, where everybody's we've doing seen that. They're not the yeah, fucking yeah. star of the action uh -huh. movie. It's like they're, we're trying to put our yeah. best foot forward with showing how badass this guy is. We don't want to make him look like fucking weirdo roger from the gym yeah, that's like the dude something like one of the other like trainers like yeah i guess he was really good when he was 16 got a bad <laughs> yeah. manager and they 
that he's a little punch drunk now and he just <laughs> tapes change to himself. Yeah, it's like the weird it's like the guy from fucking Million Dollar Baby or whatever. Yeah, it's like, like yeah. the, the uh, Jay Baruchel. Yeah. Like yeah. the mentally handicapped right, like, yeah. mopper. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. And so then Kelly Brock walks in on this. Yeah, and this is too much in, for her to handle. She yeah, she comes in, but she's ready to she, fuck him long before. Like clearly the direction was like, all right, you can't stand being around this guy anymore you can't contain yourself anymore you just got to go in and seduce him and she shows up in her sluttiest outfit of the movie yeah she's like looks like another completely different character right she's got the micro mini on yeah she's got like like (laughs) with the huge holes cut out in the tits in her her shirt the hulkamania holes in her shirt yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's what it's like the the hulkamania like the venice beach uh workout tank top yeah Yeah. she looks like um somebody who's going to like a poison concert or something (laughs) or a poison music (laughs) video yeah Video, yeah, um, and and of course, Seagal has big like f- uh, newspaper clippings of his dead wife <laughs> and, and kid <laughs> taped up all over. It's like family brutally slain. Yeah, and then she comes in and they immediately start fucking. She yeah. just walks in and kisses him. And then I was watching this with rewatching this with Ben, and I was like, has she, have they had any flirting or any conversations no. that meant anything yet in this movie? Only mm. when he was in a coma. Yeah. Right. But even that was like cheeky flirting. Yeah. That's like, that wasn't like, I, this man is a hero. I love him. It was like, he nope. has a big cock. Yeah. And she would be a, a crazy person. Because like, she's clear. She's like, I know you can hear me. I, and they call her boyfriend. Like, yeah, that's yeah. your boyfriend. Like, she's no, been and obsessed she's with this guy. Educated and beautiful. She somehow has a brand new convertible Mustang. And it's just like, she's just like wasting her time away with this fucking, you know, corpse and the fucking, you know, Terry Shivo and the fucking. Because <laughs> she deserves to be taken down a peg. Good job, Ryan. Uh, yeah. No, it's know. the ultimate fantasy of like, um, of. This guy is, you can't kill him. He's unstoppable. Like, he's the perfect dude in every possible way. Yes. He's really getting all his when shit. When he's out unconscious, there. Yeah. when he's Even dead, when he's people want to fuck him. Even when he's unconscious and does, and no one knows anything about his history, he's going by John Doe. Like no one knows. He's a homeless he's, person. Yeah, he's, he's like a, a homeless. He's guy, a nobody. But he's still so charismatic, even brain dead, <laughs> even brain dead. And then it's like hit like his even though like his fighting, like I guess like shadow boxing or whatever he was doing, looks like he has some kind of neurological condition. <laughs> yeah, that's enough to send her over the edge. It's right. just like I can't take it anymore. She walks in, fucks him. He gets up the next day. Gets in a Jeep that he somehow can drive because it's this dude's Jeep because yeah. she didn't drive it. So no, this guy yeah, leaves yeah. his car there. He finds the key, gets in the car, drives. What does he do the day after he fucks Kelly LeBrock is go to his wife's grave. Yeah. The next morning, well, he goes to his wife and child's grave. After they fuck, he does have a moment where he looks like riddled with guilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just like looks at himself in the mirror and just like. How f- and they do like a quick flash of his wife and yeah. kid. It's just oh like, right, right. How yes. dare you? It's like it's like they Catholic masturbation. Good, they do a lot of good flashes in this. Yeah, oh, they yeah. really got to hit a few things over the head. constantly. The fucking when baseball he puts together. Man. Yeah. Uh, take that to the bank. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. They oh, really... have we not talked about this yeah, yet? Yeah. Why so, don't you talk a little bit about that dude though? Because you you have uh, a, William a, Sadler. Yeah. yeah. So so he... <laughs> so Explain, he's the assemblyman. Yeah, he's seven. the assemblyman. He's the bad guy in this. He's a bad guy in Die Hard too. Um, great character actor has been in a million yeah, things. Yeah, blessed with genes that make him look like a bad guy. Yeah, he, he just, just looks. Yeah, like he bad. looks like an Aryan bad guy. He's yeah. from yeah. my hometown. Um, oh. he's he, like I, I I ran into him in an elevator once on the way to an audition <laughs> and totally creeped him out. So like 
Yeah, I'm at the ele elevator door shutting and he like sticks his hand in and I'm like, oh, wow, uh, Bill Sadler. Hey, man. Uh, like, <laughs> Imagine you're Bill Sadler, character actor from yeah. an 80s and 90s movies and a kid, a 22 year old yeah, kid recognized. We both have like, you know, scripts in our hands and he like I could tell he was like looking up at the numbers <laughs> of like, um, when do I get like, off? Yeah, yeah, when the fuck do we get off of this elevator? And he's like going on. I was like, yeah, it's like my second audition. I was like, so, it was like, every, oh. I'm sure his worst night nightmare and then i was like so uh and i was asking him i was like so in deep space nine i was like asking him about every oh, fucking shit. thing he's, been in. he's like yeah that was fun uh they're all fun <laughs> that's so awesome that's fucking he's great so and he's great in this i mean he is truly like yeah. just a villainous but he's barely in it yeah he's not in a lot right but he the the classic line of this and I if I if the elevator ride would have been longer I probably would have made him record it on my voicemail. <laughs> oh my is, god! Um, <laughs> you can take that to the bank. Yeah, he says it in the when he when he orders the hit in conversation. Yeah, he yeah. says it in when he orders the hit. He says it casually in conversation. He says it in his campaign commercial. Right. Yeah. And then it's his thing. Yeah. And then what is this is the best one? What does Seagal say once he puts it all together? What does he say in response? I'm going to take you to the bank. The, the blood, blood bank. bank. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Doom, 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 doom. And that's that's when fucking the movie revs up another notch. Right. This is what. We, all right, so we always take a moment to talk about our dads because that's <laughs> I'm assuming who we all watch these movies with first. Absolutely. My dad used to do this thing whenever a movie started, like when you knew the big fight was coming or the big uh, training montage was coming, my dad would rub his hands together like, Ooh, and he'd be like, Johnny, here we go, Johnny. And I told Ben that story last night, and then Ben's dad does What does he say? My dad's like, now we got a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so when he says we take it to the blood bank, we're all, me and Ben are both like, yeah, you know what's coming. Coming next, motherfucker. I'm trying, like, all uh, my dad and Seagal, like, this was, like, my, my dad's usually, like, a, uh, would watch all these with me, but kind of fold his arms and be like, or, like, yeah. the guy's a fucking pussy. <laughs> but for some reason, Seagal had him snowed, because my dad was like, dude, he's actually, he's actually a big fucking guy. And he actually, my dad, Seagal yeah, above everyone else. Cause my dad's like, he's an actual martial artist. <laughs> Cause my dad was into Taekwondo. He's like, he's the only, he goes, Van Damme ballerina, Seagal, yeah. Aikido master. Yeah. And so my dad was like, he's an, and you know, a lot of these chokes and throws, they do exist in a street fight. He gets people on the element of surprise. He's one of these guys, you know, he gets, you get that big hand on you. You're going to feel it. You know? My like, dad was six, five. And was into martial arts. And when Seagal was popular, my mom still to this day will laugh about this. He started wearing his hair in a ponytail. My dad grew his hair out and started oh. wearing it in a ponytail. And literally, this is not even an exaggeration. This sounds like he a bit. squinting? He, no, he started whispering. <laughs> <laughs> like, he literally started talking so low that the family would always be like, we'd be in the car. He'd be like, all right, everyone, calm down. I'd be like, What? What? He's like, everyone, sit down. down. We gotta go. We're going to grandma's body. Yeah. It, he would literally... My dad Sounds was... Mine. My dad was crazy. Attitude. He would say crazy shit. Like, he would always say, turn it off. When I'm like, dad, it's really hot in here. He'd be like, shut it off. Like, he would say, like, your mind could be able to shut off. I'm like, I'm getting eaten alive by bugs. I'm like 13. I'm like, getting eaten alive by bugs. And my dad's like, shut them off. Pain is only in your mind. My dad, my dad would be saying this shit to me. I'm 13 years old. And he became Seagal. He grew a beard, had a ponytail, and whispered all the time. And me and my... And then... 
we we were found this out over Christmas. My youngest brother was my dad's favorite, and we're like, I wonder why. And then J- my middle brother pointed out, he's like, that's because my youngest brother grew a ponytail when he was like six. He had like a little mullet that he put into a rat tail, and it must have just made my dad ecstatic oh, to have a six year old son with a little fucking ponytail in the back when he put a rubber band on it. it. Had like an inch of hair, like a paintbrush, and my him and my dad would like put their shit in rubber bands together. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. That that's so. My dad is just like he is just like what he thinks and feels is just out like it's just him. So it's like the same like favorites, whatever it is. It's like he's just like a prisoner of whatever impulse, emotion or anything. It's like there's no like eh, I, I'm, I know I fucking have talked about this point long enough. I'm just going to let he'll just keep hammering it. It's just like. You know, you have yeah. these feelings where you're like, ah, fuck, I'll back off. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm getting the, I'm getting the feel that no one else wants no, to hear this right now. Yeah, yeah no, that's so. <laughs> that's a dad thing. I think that happens to everyone once you turn to be like 50. My dad yeah. tried to get this deal on phones with, um, <laughs> oh, so <geez>. like, <laughs> so he, because you know he ran his own business, so he, um, he got these business like corporate phones, but then he got them for our house. <laughs> so like, I think he just like bought more phones in bulk. And then, like, brought the other ones. And so they had a, like, intercom transfer feature. You know? They're the, yeah, Nextel. Like, huge one. Like, they have, like, all the, like, lines. Lights like, that light, light up on the yeah, side. You don't need none the of them are active. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> none yeah, of them yeah. are active. But like, landlines. But it did have, but, like, a yeah. hold and, like, transfer. <laughs> yeah. Like, which, and it made no sense in our house. But the one fun thing was you could call the other phones in the house. Oh, and, like, that's... oh, and talk over. So yeah. my brother and I would be watching TV in the living room. Like, you, and, like, then usually, and, like, we... And it was disgusting because we're disgusting kids. Yeah, and like we just destroy it. So my parents, like, so as we got older, just like avoided that room, like quarantine yeah. that room to like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like where our two fucking teenage monster, monster sons, yeah. like, just bring bowls, um, <laughs> bowls of cereal, yeah. like old milk, stacked so old milk. Yeah. My dad would get so fucking mad when he would go to the, like the, the cabinet and there would be no bowls my brother and i would use all the bowls so there would be a coffee table just stacks of bowls right. and spoons and that's like the only time he would get it go in there and just like lose his temper but we like a lot of times he would be watching clint eastwood was kind of my dad's guy um where he would be watching some movie and then like we would be maybe not even watching the same movie and so he would call us like instead of like coming over to us he would call us and be like yeah, nothing like a good piece of redwood, huh? Like some line from the movie he's watching. <laughs> yeah, thinking you're that watching. We're it. not even watching. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I just knocked over the recording device, but I think we're okay, Chris. We good? Yep, we're good. <laughs> that is not structurally sound. I was into that story so much I kicked the table over. <laughs> that yeah, that was his thing. Yeah, my yeah, dad would like... come in the room and be like, Johnny, come on, come outside. You got to see what's on the TV, and I come out, and it'd be some like like best of the best too. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. like oh, that so. era of TNT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, fuck yeah. yeah. And my dad worked nights, so during the summer, if I was just home fucking around, he'd be like, "Jody, got to see what's on the TV." Wake you up out of a nap. Wake you up in the morning if a movie was playing, just to like sit down and watch an action movie. That with. my dad. I think I told it on one of the episodes um, that my dad woke me up. To watch Terminator like it came on satellite we lived in like rural Idaho and like fucking Terminator came on HBO on satellite I was in kindergarten 
And my dad's like, get up, get out of bed. And like I came downstairs in his fucking Terminator. So like, you got to watch this. And then I was watching there at one point the mo- in the movie, he um, digs his eye out with a knife, right. you yeah. know, the cyborg. And I tried to look away and he was like, look at it. Put your, hand, put your fucking hand down. It's fake. You got to see it. Look at it. And then uh, I got to go into school late the next day because oh, it was God. like I fucking That's stayed awesome. up till four watching Terminator <laughs> with my dad. Such a fucking child. <laughs> All right. Gear shift. Back to Hard to Kill. They're at the Ohio house. They're about to leave. 50 bad guys show up. Well, the kind of the end of the training montage is his partner just kind of shows up with a bunch of guns right. and weapons, yeah. Yeah. and he just, like, shoots a bunch of pottery and stuff. Right. right. We gotta, and they both have the weirdest jackets and yeah. the tightest jeans yeah, on in this Yeah, and originally that was in the house toe. for Seagal. Like yeah. the, I mean, you'd think that he would try to get those jeans on and can't get him past his shin. Yeah, He'd be like, ah, fuck it, I'll just stay with the workout sweats or <laughs> so whatever. So he conveniently has a bunch of, bunch of weapons. Right, uh, he's got... They set up he's like yeah, plenty yeah. more in the car right. so all right you have guns now two guys show up at the house he makes quick uh, note of them ben we were laughing about this six guys with shotguns and m16s walking through the house he offs them all with a gun and then a dude comes up behind him with just a knife a dude is entering a house every one of his compatriots has a fucking like a long gun not even pistols and he's running around with like a fucking bowie knife yeah, i'd be like Jesus. hey let me get yeah, yeah. something me here. Yeah. Uh, yeah the 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 disparity of weapons in this attack is crazy. <laughs> and there are just so many guys. Yeah, and what are these cops getting fucking paid? These are crooked <laughs> cops. A guy's going in there with just a fucking knife. It's just like, what you know, you got to be no making plan. more on the yeah, force. No this plan. is a little cliche this to make fun of in action movies, yeah, but yeah. they have no plan. This is definitely like the highlight in the movie, though, is this attack. This right. is like the, the, the big action sequence. I, I feel like some. it seems like some guys get killed two times. Um, yeah. Like the, well, it's because they're all just wearing jeans and windbreakers. Yeah. So they're all, and they're all, apparently Crooked Cops are also exclusively ages 37 to 42. Absolutely. All yeah. these guys have male pattern baldness, a little bit of paunch, <laughs> and uh, members only jackets, and white, and like acid wash no. jeans. and yeah. Crazy long careers being corrupt cops. And, you know, <laughs> Dean Norris, one of the cops. Dean yeah. Norris is one of the cops. It was awesome to see him get offed with his little bit of peach fuzz on his head. Uh, yeah, and he then, had a weird pew ball thing happening yeah. with yeah. his hair. Yeah, and he's got to be like 31 in this movie. And, and he's, he's 19. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh out of high school. Yeah, he looks younger now. He looks younger yeah. in fucking Breaking Bad than he does in this. <laughs> we said like, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, and then he just kills everybody. Oh, he has a grenade. He throws a flashbang yeah, that we know yeah, no, no idea. You assume O'Malley gave it to him. He get they get in the jeep. They're driving like lunatics. Everyone's shooting at them. They drive through the shed for whatever reason. Yeah, guys through. leap out of the way. Like there's some good shit. Guys are getting tossed. It makes it defies physics. Yes, like guys are flying all over the place. Their cars is like just hitting ramps that are <laughs> yeah. hidden beneath bushes. There are some amazing like practical stunts in there that are like great. I mean, they fucking went through. They them. throw I mean, that guy off the second floor and then right. he lands on the coffee table. Yeah, that's and an it, ECW shit right there. And it looks like Seagal doing the throw because he like kind of peers down. I yeah. was saying this watching it. I think like one guy clearly takes a hit in the face <laughs> like where I was like that is right. like that 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 guy's act not that good an actor. Like yeah. he's hurting bad. <laughs> Rogers was like he just got hit in the face. Yeah. He and, just got hit in the and face. And that's the rub on Seagal is yeah. that he hurts people. And he doesn't care. He do- Yeah. That's yeah. his thing. He likes to really rough it up and kick people in the balls so and shit. So great, great action sequence. If you haven't seen it enjoy it. Uh, Make sure I you mean, stay around for the end when the fence is down and the 
the horse that Seagal has been looking oh, at yes. leaves through the hole in the fence and it's a long shot of a horse's taint as it runs away and you're watching <laughs> it and you go is this supposed to be a metaphor for inspirational some... music playing behind him yeah it's supposed to be I, I imagine there was some cut scene where Seagal bonded with the horse and found out he had something in common with or it or you know? the yeah. horse should be free or something yeah. right right like he's like yeah we gotta get this horse yeah. out of here horses run free uh yeah, and, he, and like and he, he gets rid of his his jeep, which is another great scene. Yeah, where he has some sort of bond. Very with, bizarre. Which is so strange because he's he's so black and white. Where it's either okay, these like urban hoodlums walk into the deli or the liquor store, and it's like and call the police, <laughs> call nine one one, like immediately. And then he runs into these other kids who like they look are, similar. They I thought it was the same guy. Same, it's like, the same exact. Clearly wearing casting. the same clothes from yeah. the costume department. <laughs> right. And then um, he's just somehow immediately buddies with them and speaks their same language. And they go, how hot is this car? He's like, fuego. Yes. <laughs> like, smoking. Smoking. That's yeah. says smoking. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, cool. They get and in a shot there- up Jeep traded straight for like a weird muscle car they get in a shot up jeep and they yeah, start for like an irock or something it, it, and like is their car broken down they have the hood up it's like is that car even fucking running and he just drove the shit out of that yeah. poor doctor's jeep she fucking stole yeah he's like, gonna, that dude's gonna come back from china six months later and be like what oh, the fuck the, happened oh, to my house? not only is the interior of his house destroyed he like fucking drove through the gazebo yeah. like the whole fucking right. his fucking prized horse is everyone gone. is shooting up there's dead bodies in his house because you don't uh, no one ever there's never a report of like all those murders that he does yeah and as a matter of fact after Seagal kills however many cops he kills in Ohio, there's still 15 guys left in the fucking squad to get after him yeah uh, we, we need to we need to speed up a little bit here to get it to the end but I do just want to call out I forgot we stopped a moment when O'Malley comes to give him the guns O'Malley also tells him his son is alive and the only conversation is He's really fast, like his old man used to be. And he's, he's like, like, used to be? I'm faster than him still. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and I'm not like, over the hill. You're, you're six foot. You were just in a coma for seven years. It's okay if you admit you're a little slower. Right. And he <laughs> does. And they give him, and they, he does run him down later. Yes. Yeah. They, and they set up the kid to run so he can, he's on the track team at the prep school. So he could eventually run from the back. Ventura Trinity. Ventura Trinity. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we all saw you run, fuckface. You can't say that you're fast. <laughs> yeah. We, we watched see, you do yeah. that hill sprint. Yeah. All right. So let's get to this final moment he's uh so, so they go to the hotel there's a little squabble there then they follow the guys to the uh, train station to union station where they're he's supposed to meet up with o'malley and the kid and unclear the kid. what the fucking plan is yeah. there. they're going to albuquerque yeah just the yeah. kid away and why they had it's to hide the kid yeah. why the kid's important it's yeah. all <laughs> fucking <laughs> needlessly complicated yeah. right and then there's like a chase from union station to chinatown which now they're living in la i know is about eight miles away right <laughs> yeah. they yeah. get like into chinatown for no reason the fight the final couple of fist fights take place in Chinatown uh Seagal kills a dude in front of his child and a bunch of that's, again. that's their fir- the first time they, they see each other in seven years oh, Seagal and, has like killed a dude and O'Malley right. has just died so yeah. this kid has, yeah. is fucked he's gonna be a fucking drug <laughs> addict he thought his parents were dead he got fucking shot in the back as he jumped out a window and then his like his father uncle, figure yeah his father uncle, figure is shot well, and he, mercilessly, he's like, "Sorry, I told you your dad was dead, Sonny." Yeah, <laughs> it was for the best. So he didn't even know he was alive. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be awkward. You got to talk to him and figure each other out. But right. uh, now, take this fucking tape and run. Right. I love you, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> Firing blindly. Yeah. Uh, Steven Seagal chases these three bad guys down who are chasing a kid who can't catch him, including that giant. Uh, like Hawaiian dude from Northern from Exposure <laughs> <laughs> who's like he's like 6'6 six, six. Yeah. Yeah. Seagal fights him 
breaks his neck in front of the son. The son's like, Dad! They get out of there because there's 20 witnesses. Kelly LeBrock. (laughs) Kelly LeBrock shows up with a cab that she flagged down. Somehow finds him. Yeah, they all get in the cab, and then the next shot is Seagal on the roof of the senator's house. No, he (laughs) he leads her and the kid. He takes the cab. Right, oh, he takes the cab. Protect my son. I don't give a fuck about you. We should talk about the senator's house for a second. Let's talk about this whole last sequence. yeah, Yeah, the senator's house is amazing. It's classic bad guy shit. He's in a hot tub with a hot topless woman. Yeah, like a Polynesian. Yeah, and, yeah, and he's like, like, no dice on going to the yeah, ballet yeah. tonight. <laughs> Ballet's off. Get out of here! <laughs> and he's got different um, artifacts from around the world. He's got he's a lot a of billionaire. Egyptian He's stuff. a billionaire yeah. senator that no one questions where all his money no, comes whatever from. whatever he's doing from a corruption standpoint is pain. Yeah, and he's, he's, a, he's a senator, and he's got 12 armed guards on his property. Don't they get like Secret Service or <laughs> doesn't he have to go to the yeah. Senate ever? This dude is just hanging out in his fucking huge mansion where there's a... paintings of himself Storm's over the crazy fight. enough to come after me. <laughs> <laughs> and, I... then, and then they, he literally says Storm's crazy enough to come after me. The next scene is four of the henchmen playing pool, playing pool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. before, that all know what's going they on. Have and they're to know all, that yeah. everyone else has been in their. No. Crew and these dead. guys are the guys that have been places within seconds. Right, like we're supposed to believe that they're gonna take a fucking hang out and play because usually, like the second there's a whisper that like Seagal's balls twitch, they're like you know shoulder rolling into the room, like they know he's there, firing off wild. Right, so they're just gonna fucking play eight ball. Seagal bust in. He's like, you guys mind if I play? And then he does a classic cigar thing. He goes, oh, you don't want me to play because I got this his gun, tucks it into his belt, and then hand to hand beats everyone. Another great action movie trope is the eight. Walk into a room, one giant muscle man and one short Asian guy. You're like, all right, he's going to have to take care of those guys. And then the Asian dude classically breaks the pool cue over his knee. So he has two sticks that he's He's faster with. Fighter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Seagal. Kills, kills everyone. fucking everybody. Yeah. Kills everybody. And it's awesome. <laughs> Writes on, it's manages to yeah. write on a toilet in lipstick. Yeah. Uh, he, like, the fear he, of imminent psych- death is scarier than... He psychologically than- <laughs> terrorizes the last guy somehow. Oh, dude, yes. And, like, he writes this crazy fucking statement. Like, if I were texting that, like, I'd have to, like... <laughs> my autocorrect couldn't even help me. Be like, it, oh, we I don't think, know what you're I literally, if say. I'm trying to remember, it's, it's like... The fear of imminent death is greater than death itself, yeah. or something. No, the, yeah. the anticipation of death yeah. is scarier than, than, de- than, death, death, than itself. death itself. And then yeah. he writes, "You're on the lid of a toilet seat." Yeah, the yeah. Guy fl- like he knew the guy was going to go drop a deuce or take a piss or something. No, and it's perfectly printed. And like at no point did you see like, oh, he started too big and he's running out of space. It's like perfectly <laughs> art department killing art department, it again. <laughs> yeah, because like if that were me trying to do it on a poster board, like I would be like, oh fuck, I started with you know, yeah. the fear is too big. Like when you and, ever went to WWF as a kid. And you were like, <laughs> Brett the Hitman, and then Hart was like in a small like uptick at the end. Yeah. Fit it. Or you could tell you're depressed because you write down. Somebody told me about my <laughs> oh, penmanship. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And then, so he offs that dude. Uh, He's got another big like thing that he writes for him like a huge it says like, your next your yeah, next huge letters yeah wall. and he's like bug that guy's bugging out and running around the best would be if he wrote that shit for him and the guy just missed it he's like <laughs> come on go in the bathroom go ah fuck <laughs> all right i guess i just gotta kill you yeah, seagal's like seagal steps out the fight and he goes have you been in the bathroom yet and the guy's like no he's like all right well hold on <laughs> well he does a weird, so he does a weird hide and seek with the senator where it's like he's fucking talking 
Uh, you're not in here. Where are you? He does the weird bad guy part. Like you should, that's, yeah. the scene yes. that, that's the scene that a killer does in a yeah. movie to a girl. Yeah. That's what I, I that's so true. He's being the classic bad. He just probably wanted to do that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's his note. I'm gonna narrate here. I'm gonna tell everybody what I'm doing. Where are what you? are you gonna say? Hey, just roll. Just watch. Yeah. yeah. Roll the fucking camera. If I knew where you are, I would have written stuff on the walls. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird that he does like all the crazy psychological stuff to the second in command yeah. and not the main bad yeah, guy. Yeah, it is weird. It's a weird rollout. Yeah, it's somebody's <laughs> idea on the day. It's just like, hey, fuck, I got an idea. Uh, he gets a good like small dick joke in at the end <laughs> by like trying to shoot his dick off. He's like, I missed. You must be so small. You must have. Those guys must be so small down there. But <laughs> when I was a kid, when I was a kid, it, it did fuck me up. It was one of those things that was visually hard to watch when he takes that sawed off shotgun and punches oh, it into yeah. his mouth and breaks yeah. his teeth that and jams it in the back. That's awesome. That's crazy. That's psycho shit. Bloody. Yeah, his mouth's yeah, all bloody. Yeah. When I was a kid, that fucking scared yeah. me. I was like, that's brutal. And then he fucking walks the guy into his living room where, of course, there's like a big, a roaring fire. Fireplaces in this movie are always lit. Art even even if no one's been work. in the room for days. Great Art department's work. been in there. Yeah. <laughs> fucking walks him into the room underneath a big painting of the senator himself yeah. in the fucking main. Everything's marble. There's lion heads. It's like every trope of a bad guy's house. <laughs> Yeah. In one. This is the senator's room. I don't want to see a fireplace unlit. We need a portrait of him. We need to know he lives there. there. Earlier in the movie, there's a great portrait of Seagal and his family. Yeah. Like oh, at the top stairs. of the stairs yeah, yeah. on the landing. Oh, is like a, I, want, I want it so bad. It's like a colored pencil drawing. Yeah, it's so <laughs> shitty. It's so shitty and yeah. amazing. Oh, fuck. Um, so Seagal fucking... The cops come in, the SWAT team come in, and there's like this misting where it's like you think that they're going to arrest Seagal, and they're like... A guy slowly walks up. He's like, Mason... We saw the tape. We he, know he's crooked. They he, wait they, so long. They fucking bury the lead on that. It's yeah. like, hey, you got to fucking... Put the fucking, gun down. Put the yeah. gun down. Yeah. And then the guy that's going to give him the information, like, just like... Slowly walks up. So takes, gonna fucking iced him. Yeah, just like, just like forever. It's Great just like, character actor playing that cop yeah. at the end. Mason, I assume his part got cut down. Yeah, he yeah. looked like one of the Murray brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Mason. Mason. It's yeah. like a, he needs he needs to give him the pertinent information fucking now. Right, yeah. Like, we Don't know you're him. cool. We're going to arrest him. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then the movie just ends. Yeah, it ends really abruptly. There's no like you him and see the the footage, I guess. Right? Oh, you see him turn around. Yeah. And Ben called it out that it's not his shot; it's the shot from the camera. Yeah, that's it's like classic, the filming like, shot. Shitty movie trope <laughs> is they, like <laughs> when they go to someone's hidden cam or memory. It's just the footage we saw from the movie. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like you can, that's his not even his POV. Yeah, yeah, Why would it. you remember looking from a long distance at yourself that's and your family? That's the fucking old crusty editors like, yeah. fuck it, you don't give me the fucking footage. Yeah. It's in black and white, motherfuckers. There you go, man. What's that's already true. Shot. Whenever he has flashes of him and his family, it's He's from it's yeah. from a point of view of like across the street yeah. uh, uh, watching him and his family. You don't got the, you don't fucking do a shot sheet with POV. Fuck it, you get the footage you guys shot. All right, what am I supposed to do here? That's my old crusty editor. Guys, we got we to gotta wrap this up here. That was yeah. hard to kill. Hard to kill. This podcast was hopefully easy to listen to. Yeah, least. sorry. sorry. Or sorry you don't have a job, I guess, if you listen <laughs> yeah. to this. Really quickly, do I do the story, that, that I, the Seagal story, the famous Seagal story? Yes, do the famous Seagal really story. Quick. Okay, this so this is, I guess this is kind of common knowledge now, or at least to me it is. And I verified this with another stunt guy who... Apparently, there's this guy, Judo Jean LaBelle, who's like this crusty old stunt veteran. Guy's a total badass. 
and he's worked on 10 million movies. He did like fucking like Gunsmoke and Black and White. And then he did like Death Becomes Her. I mean, he's like done everything, you know, <laughs> from like a career that spans years and years and years and years. Very well respected, a judo, judo champion. Okay. So I guess on, I, I think potentially on Hard to Kill or Marked for Death, one of Steven Seagal's early ones, Seagal bragged that because he's a seventh Don Aikido master, master, that he's like immune to chokeholds, cannot be choked out. And this guy says, hey, fucking, I'm a judo guy. It's, it's all we do. You know, chokes and arm bars and throws. I could choke you out. And Seagal's like, no way, not a chance. He's a big fucking machismo guy. He likes to fucking exercise his dominance over stunt people. So this guy says, let's do it. I'll set up the choke. And so he fucking puts Seagal out like in two seconds and Seagal shits his pants. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody's fucking like, he, he like tongue ties everybody so they can't say shit because at the time he had a lot of juice. Right. And right, like these, right. they, you know, these guys, these movies employed a lot of stunt people and kind of the code of the stunt world is that you don't say anything. But somebody leaked it out there because he's such a fucking asshole. Like he right. slaps people hard and yeah, he's, kicks he's, them in the I balls. I think he's a notorious scumbag. I remember Jenny McCarthy, I think, on Stern was like, like auditioned for uh, under siege and like it was like all right show your tits and yeah it's like just like a, a fucking sleaze ball all right one last sleazy uh steven Seagal story then we'll wrap it up in the snl book victoria uh he's hosting snl that week and he brings his own sketch idea and his sketch pitch is victoria he's victoria jackson's therapist and he's trying to rape her that's the pitch and the person who's interviewing the thing is like and the room is just silent like what are we supposed to do and he's like and I just keep trying to get to her and I'm trying to have sex with her I'm just her therapist like he, okay, but I'm they, a therapist right and they were like that was his I, and apparently he was like a, he's never been invited yeah, back yeah he's like one of the worst of all time and now he's you know in a rock and roll group and uh, a big deal <laughs> sounds of the crystal caves baby <laughs> he's a fucking deputized sheriff uh, and like a deputized uh, sheriff in and I heard, he, I heard he's like destroyed people's houses like willy-nilly as this deputized sheriff and like fuck shit up so bad for people and he's like a big putin guy too right <laughs> and he was in fucking the anderson silva's corner when he was fighting in the ufc who also then got caught for like testosterone replacement um we are well over our usual time here guys mm. uh Ryan, where can we where can we track you down? Uh, follow me on Twitter at stonestanger.com. I tweet about once a year, and it's uh, <laughs> dirty, and then I regret it. So you want to see me embarrass myself? At, at Ben, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say at Ben underscore Rogers is what I was gonna introduce you for some reason. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my Twitter handle. Uh, I also rarely use it. I delete. You can catch it sometimes, and then I'll probably delete it. Just Google these later. guys and watch some old college humor videos. Old college <laughs> humor. I'll respond to anything I'm that people grid. want to talk about yeah. with this show. Like people have talked about the podcast we've done. I'm into that. Right. Yeah. yeah tweet yeah. at us. Tweet at us. If you have any Seagal questions or facts you want to throw out yeah, there, you know, stuff we don't know. I'd love and to tweet it. at us with a recommendation for the next movie. Cause we're going to do this again. I feel like we have to do either Stallone. We might have to do Stallone. Oh now, yeah. Right? We should do Stallone. We should do Cobra. Um, <laughs> Cause that's my lot, favorite. There's Stallone. a lot yeah. of stuff oh, in Cobra. It's... The opening action sequence is great. The fashion shoot is like <laughs> worth the price of admission. Yeah, All right, let's no. just roll right into a Cobra episode. Right, that's how little preparation we need. We could just do Cobra at the end of this for an hour. Let's not actually do that. As usual, it's me, your host, the number one fuck boy at John Gabris. Uh, send emails to High and Mighty Podcast at Gabris.com if you have recommendations for movies. And next week we're gonna have Eugene Cordero on. So come back and we'll be talking fitness as we get prepared for 2016. Later, shitheads.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.